Welcome to Wedding and Event Podcast. Frank podcast discussions for event professionals and those planning successful events. With wedding and special event consultant, Toby Dodge of Prepared.com. And Eric Zimmerman, pianist, DJ, and master of ceremonies of ElegantMusic.com. Hello, everyone. The title of this episode is Naturally Good at Organization and Delegating Responsibility. Being a good judge of character. Choosing the right person to get the job done. Having the certainty that the person chosen will get the job done. These are some of the qualities of a good executive. You want to put a good executive in charge of your wedding. The person chosen can be a co-worker, a best friend, a family member, or hired event professional. In this episode, Toby and I discuss the successful elements of a beautiful wedding on Catalina Island. And now please enjoy Naturally Good at Organization and Delegating Responsibility. Are on the same wavelength and they the interplay between them it's like you know two old friends that haven't seen each other for a long time and they they want to catch up so to speak mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they have the chance to do that um, when they finally meet for the first time and it's just great yeah it's a wonderful thing so she is a, a, a ballet dancer and a choreographer. And during the course of the evening, we planned a, a performance and she choreographed a performance uh, about familial values. Mm. And I did the best I could to capture some still photographs of it. And I hope, hopefully I'll be able to b- blog about it and, Mm-hmm. But, but so so there were there was this and then then he's into renewable energy and uh he his he's an engineer and and they met in berlin uh while they were just um just traveling and it turns out that they that they both live in southern california and then they wow um uh as it turns out, they didn't even tell each other, but didn't didn't know this about each other, but that they were both going to study in uh, San Francisco. So they wound oh up. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So there there was all of this simpatico. Is that is that the word? Um, I don't I don't know what that word is. This, well, I don't know what it is, but it's serendipitous. For so sure. there, that's, that was that was the word I wanted. Yes. And, and so, um, I. Um, had a chance to oh oh here is here is something interesting that depending upon what you do in your day job you know you're you're either a worker or that you're an executive and and I hate I hate to just make that as a cut and dry type of a thing but here is um, here is someone let's say who is works at, a, at the post office. They're not in a managerial position. They basically come in and they say, okay, so what am I supposed to do? And they're told what to do. And then that, and that's, that's that. Now that person who is planning a wedding, they don't have the man- managerial skills to be able to con- 
put together a wedding, I think. Now, possibly they can, but but mm-hmm. just from their training and from their the, what they do in life and how they kind of show up at their job and it's already there, they don't have to create it. It's, there it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, um, on the other hand, somebody who is a um, an executive, they will be good at putting people in charge of events and things. In other words, okay, you're in charge of the flowers and you're in charge of the music and you're in charge of the food. And then delegating. A delegating. That's right. That's the word I was looking for. So there was a friend of the bride. Turns out she's a stage manager. <laughs> okay. And uh, not a wedding coordinator. I know. I know. But this woman had the moxie and had the yeah. just the she understood a performance. Absolutely, and and this this job did not job, but this this performance, so to speak, was was being done in one take. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, from beginning to end, and bam, that's that's what's going to happen. And we had just the easiest time working together. She had this oh. sense, mm-hmm. you know, of what's going on. And well, we I can, think yeah, it's all the moving parts. She was used to working. With, with a lot parts. of moving parts. Yes, yes. So that was that was also a big part of the success of this event. Uh, aside from that, every every place you you fixed your gaze upon was a, an aesthetic vista. You know, just, uh, I mean, the, the island's beautiful. You know, yeah. the location is beautiful. So where was the ceremony and reception? Okay, that's. That's something. Uh, the Descanso Beach Club. Uh-huh. Now. For our listeners, probably need to know if it's inside, outside. And- well, well, okay. Um, the ceremony part of it was outside. I believe that they are newly renovated inside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Catalina Island is pretty um, casual. You know, and, oh yes, and, <laughs> oh, it's laid back. It's laid back, but the this location on the inside is this beautiful white and black, and I won't say I would say this cream and dark, dark, dark brown or something that uh, wood wood tones, and it was just grays and things like this. That and it was beautifully lit, and so it was a, had a formal, finished look to it. Mm-hmm. it that was um, so. I felt right at home in my tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the um, the food was amazing. Uh, but so anyway, the so look, so the ceremony part of it was outside. The reception part was is is, is inside. The father of the bride, being a, a film composer, he was toying with the idea of whether or not he would write something for, oh my gosh for his daughter's and I'm daughter's processional and I mm. think I said Bruce you know this is a no-brainer you need to do this you know you, so so he he wrote something very very beautiful it's just solo piano I mean he could have wow. he could have orchestrated this to be yeah you know, but it was simple and it was just beautiful and what was interesting too is that he he did two cues you know he, he wrote two mm-hmm. two pieces of the same same yeah. work and one was a shorter version, and the other one was a two-minute longer version. Mm-hmm. And in an email, I just said, you know, you should do the 
the longer version and because I could see them both working. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, they, they did the longer version and we started it with them way in the back and then just, just very easily progressing up. And then at the end, they, they got it to place and they had about another 30 seconds or so in the, in the um, one, one of the maids of honors uh, fixed the train and fixed some things. And mm-hmm. it was just this little moment at the, at the end. It was, it was so perfect. I know, isn't it amazing when that happens? It just comes together the right way. It just does. It's fantastic. So, And then hearing their stories about how they met and and their their likes and um, how they've they've come together and how they make people feel welcome around them. You know, you meant that brings to mind something. you know, I listen often to uh, podcasts, and oftentimes we're always tied up in the facts and figures and and wanting to understand why something happened, whether it's political or e- economic or even spiritual. It doesn't matter. The wedding is the one time when all of that kind of comes together. I was thinking about that mm-hmm. because it's it's not only the the political and there is politics in a wedding for sure. I mean down to where people sit it oftentimes has a political overtone. Mm. The economics come into play. Because you're talking about putting together a very important event, and there's always going to be those positives and negatives that come into play, and they they have to make decisions mm-hmm. on what's most important. Mm-hmm. But what really makes a, I think, the biggest difference is when you can interject something so personal like this music that makes it so memorable and then on top of it for both the the bride and groom to open up and share their personal story through the ceremony mm-hmm. whether it's the vows or um, thoughts that are shared by the officiate that they have given to him or her. I I really think when that all comes together and you, everybody knows that they're experiencing something honest and true and and memorable and you feel it as a performer yourself and I know that if we're feeling it as people that participate in putting something together and making it happen I am so convinced that the people that attend are feeling the same way Oh yeah, it's not something unique unto us if anything we're a little jaded and it's harder 
to impress us <laughs> <laughs> or reach us, you know, because we experience, you know, over and over again, some similarities. And this is, you know, an event that being away, in a sense, enhanced it. It's not that this couldn't have been a great event, you know, at a nearby hotel or banquet center. But the fact that people had to park their cars, have an most likely would stay overnight, not necessarily because they, you know, the last boat out is, I think, is at 10 or 1030, well, I think. Not that late. Not, yeah. yeah, it's not real late. But, and I think if you stay over in Catalina, you got to stay for two nights. Most of the time, they have a two night minimum hmm. uh, at many of their locations. Hmm. But, in any event, um, there's a lot of anticipation, I feel, when someone goes on an excursion, whether it's a short excursion or a flight to a destination. Uh-huh. Th- there is a certain amount of excitement, anticipation. And on the other side of the coin, there's like... How am I going to get comfortable? In other words, it's all those little things that people think about. Mm-hmm. Am I going to like my room? Are we going to go by taxi? Or are we being picked up? You know, the level of service, how independent do they have to be as a guest? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, how responsible are they for their their time and are they going to have any free time? Is everything measured? I mean, believe it or not, all these thoughts go through both the people that attend and the people that are putting it on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In other words, is everyone going to be on time? Are they, you know, going to miss the boat? Will their equipment, you know, go with them? I just from being there. Yeah, I know. You know. <laughs> You know. All those things that go through one's mind. And yet, when you described what you did, no matter what frustrations that might come along, when you see that all come together, oh my God, it's just a fantastic experience. And I honestly think it's at moments that, like this, that it renews you it it inspires you to to do more and to do your best um in the future as well because there is so much uh senses that it taps into mhm mhm well, the contribution that the audience made, the guests made, mm-hmm. was, was unmistakable. The, in other words, this, I suppose that if you took all of the guests out of it and mm-hmm. had the, the wedding ceremony, still there would have been that interaction between those attending and um, 
you know, even if it was just service staff, let's say only service staff was there, mm-hmm. that there was there would still be this give and take or this or this uh, observation. You know, things don't happen in a vacuum. That mm-hmm. um, people people just the fact that they're there and watching, they are participating and indeed uh, contributing mm-hmm. some kind of a uh, well, just their presence. Mm-hmm. You know, and that makes it that confirms it. That's. I, you know, I remember back in college, you know, we would, um, there would be four or five of us in a room and we would put on an album and we would just, all, all five of us would just listen. We were quietly yeah. listening to what was happening in the music, jazz, you know. And mm-hmm. um, I, I saw um, um, La La Land not, not too long ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this, and the, this uh, the actor, he, um, Ryan... Um, Gosler, Gosling, Gosling, I think it's yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, he really captured that essence and that. Uh, well, that's wonderful coming from you, uh, you know. Obviously, who performs and uh, appreciates that. That's that says a lot. Yeah, he he was. It, this was written very very well. The the direction and the writing mm-hmm. was was excellent. But but my point is is that um, there's this. Uh, in in a jazz group or in an ensemble, there's a give and take that that happens between musicians, and that creates this um, creates the music. But then the audience participating or watching or mm-hmm. dancing or whatever mm-hmm. they're doing uh, that is is just an invaluable and maybe an equally uh, large contribution. Sure, uh, because I think the. Uh, uh, performing you the you feed off of the reaction exactly of of the people who are are feeling and participating even like you say as listeners mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. there is something that happens between the audience and the performers oh my gosh yes that's right so, it really makes a difference so having this yes this destination wedding this you know, far away place. I, I really feel like I've been I've been gone <laughs> a lot longer, <laughs> a lot longer than, than just just uh, twenty four hours. But uh, but yes, it was um, so this beautiful location, and then yes, the contribution of these guests who really love the bride and groom and who are really happy mm-hmm. to be there and happy to participate in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, gosh, oh, the meaningful speeches that was that was something else. The the toasts and things that were. That were said, and yes, and then the, the dance performance, the people that performed, and uh, and then just how they just let their hair down completely on the dance floor, <laughs> uh, uh, and then now, and then uh, finally, oh, about a half hour before the end, they asked me to make an announcement saying that there would be an after party at uh, at a bar, mm-hmm. and that you know to please come down to this bar. But at the end of the evening, when, you know, 11 o'clock, yeah. it, it ended. At the end of the evening, nobody budged. Nobody moved. They were so really? engrossed in, in, in just each other and talking. And, and it took a long time, over an hour to, to clear <gasps> that. Really? To clear that space. Yeah, because they, they, nobody wanted to go home, you know, and nobody wanted to leave. Oh. It was quite something. Well, you know, at- this is very interesting. I think a time or two ago, we talked about a wedding I had experienced at the Mar- Marina Vista room at the uh, Ritz-Carlton. That's right. Okay. 
and how that everybody was so engaged. I mean, even the servers didn't want to leave. In that and they photograph. Stood. Yeah, and it yes, was captured in that, in that photograph. photograph. Yeah. yeah. Well, this reminds me of that. And I think what happens is it's not about going somewhere else to a bar. It's not about having an after party. Part of, I think, what happens when people are really clicking is that they just want it to continue. (laughs) And they would have rather paid the extra money to stay in the room Mm. and just be there than go somewhere else to say we did something else. Mm -hmm. Or it was... Like, gee whiz, after three, four hours, of course our guests are going to want to go somewhere else. But in truth, they did such a great job (laughs) in setting the the stage, so to speak, that that's all they wanted to do was to stay and enjoy each other's company. That's That's quite a compliment. That's right. You know? That, that really is something. This reminds me of something. Um, many years ago, I had a small wedding at the Beverly Hills Hotel mm-hmm. in uh, one of their smaller rooms. And I have to say, the day didn't go perfectly. <laughs> okay. How, you know, if someone were to look at it in a linear fashion, there were a few little ups and downs with the family and whatever. But the bride and groom were a bit older. And as soon as the reception started, all the little family squabbles or whatever kind of dissipated. Mm. And it was as if the, the bride and groom didn't want that day to end. And it's only happened a couple of times in all the years I've been doing this that the bride and groom did not want to leave the room. No joke. I mean, they got a gorgeous room at the Beverly Hills Hotel. Mm-hmm. I mean, a landmark yeah. hotel. <laughs> and so nine times out of 10, probably 100, or 99 out of 100, brides and grooms would have kissed everybody, you know, and said goodbye and whisked themselves away. Okay, not this couple. Mm-hmm. They did not want to let go to the point, And I am not exaggerating. I went over to them and I said, you know, because this was like your party, like an hour beyond the time that most people would have left. Right. And it was a good 20 minutes. They were just sitting at their table having some wine and talking and you don't want to go and interrupt them you know yeah. it's it's a hard moment and but i felt i had to tell them that they were about to clean the room <laughs> <laughs> because you know it had gone and i didn't i at least wanted to let them know look if they want the room to stay the way it is you know i, I feel badly but they, there's going to be a service fee for them to use the room beyond the six hours or whatever, you know, they had agreed to. Uh-huh. So I slipped a little note <laughs> to the groom and it just said, you know, so happy you're enjoying, you know, the, the atmosphere. Just wanted to let you know, <laughs> you're welcome to stay, 
And after another 10 minutes or so, the hotel has a service fee. And he looked up at me and he says, you know, you do what you have to do. We don't mind if you clean around us. I was stunned. I was so totally stunned. I couldn't imagine a couple after having had such a lovely time wanting us to take off the linens around them (laughs) and vacuum. I mean, it just, you know, I, I, I just couldn't understand it. And I, I said, you're sure. And they said, absolutely. They didn't want to spend any more money. Mm-hmm. And it took me a while to get what they were doing. And I think what it was is that they were there at the very beginning and they wanted to be there at the very end. It was almost like packaging up, tying a bow, saying, done. Yes. And it isn't done until that room was empty, mm. except for the table and their two chairs. And then I said, oh, my God, I wish we had had the photographer there. <laughs> you know, uh, because that's really what it was about. Yes. They wanted to be there until it was totally done. I I just have never experienced that before or after. Mm. Yeah, that was it. Unique. You know, you mentioned about that photograph uh, capturing not only the the guests, but the service staff. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, an artist has has an eye for capturing life. Mm-hmm. as it is happening and it's only it can't be really staged convincingly it no. has, has to be captured absolutely and uh, in, a, in a previous talk you had mentioned that there would be there could be within a a, a wedding uh, agree, agreement with a with a photographer that you have several shooters so to speak mm-hmm. and that Yes, you would have one shooter responsible for portraits and one for... Tabletop and all those details. Yeah, the details of, of the evening. And then the other one is more of like a, um, I guess, a what do you call it? A journalistic photography? Yeah, yeah. Of, uh, of capturing those human mm-hmm. moments, those, mm-hmm. those life moments. And... Uh, and I think the mark of a of a person like that who is indeed intruding, so to speak, is mm-hmm. to, to be able to capture something without being noticed and without intruding. Yes, I would have loved to have been able to take a shot of them, you know, professionally, uh-huh. you know, from behind yeah. without them knowing, you know, that anybody was taking a shot of them at the end of the evening in that empty room. With the two of them, ah, I mean, <laughs> it, it still lives in my mind. Oh, yeah. And it's got to be 20 years yeah. since that wedding. But it sometimes you have those experiences oh, absolutely. That, that teach you 
about what's important That's to right. others. What's important. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, at, and I think sometimes we have a tendency, even though we say we're not judging, we're trying to understand. And, and I think in some fashion that goes along with judging, you know, why in the world are they doing that? You know, hmm. and so when you ask it that way, and I'm, you know, I'm being very frank here, I was saying to myself, "Are you judging them? You know, w- w- you know, is it a value judgment that they didn't go to their to their room, but to them it was a hotel room, it, as lovely as it must have been, but that room, they'll never have another moment in that room." celebrating that moment that moment <laughs> so let's 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 you know have they, it continue exactly exactly so i think the true measure of uh when you look back on a career or even when you're still in the midst of it um is to is to think about those moments just like on Catalina, what made that so intriguing was the combination. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen all the time. And if it did, then it would seem, you know, nothing special. It would just be ordinary. Well, every time it does happen, it is indeed unique to that couple. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, this, this shared moment. I, I never get tired of it. And you and no. I have seen many of these. Yeah. But it's, you know, when you get on an elevator with somebody, you you you're ignoring that other person. You know, when you're when you're on the you're sharing that elevator, or even in New York, you know, where you're you're at a a small cafe or something, you're just stopping for coffee or something, and and somebody will sit down right in front of you and just uh, yeah, and you ignore each other, and you're and you're just doing what you're doing. And you're not sharing that moment, uh, and there's a. Uh, I I don't want to don't want to invalidate that because I love New York, you know, and I love. And I love well, uh, I have to tell you, there are Nazis like me that actually will strike sit up a down conversation. And, oh yeah, yes, well, you're so gregarious. Just, I mean, you know, yeah, you're such well, a or just people say, person. Yeah, but just to greet someone, uh-huh. I'm not saying that I would invade their privacy in the sense of trying to draw them out, oh. but. My God, you're going to share a table. Yeah, yeah. You're just, <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with just saying good morning, good, good morning. afternoon. Yeah, hi. Can I you sit know, here? Or, may I sit? You know, may I join you? That, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. Well, that's what I find. <clears throat> excuse me. Years ago, when I was riding buses, it's the same kind of thing. Hmm. There's a certain etiquette that you don't invade someone's space, or, um, you know. Very few people will acknowledge anyone on a subway or any of that. And um, I have to admit, there have been many times I've gone on and I'm within my thoughts and I'm not really thinking of, you know, or being sociable or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And sometimes the quiet is actually very nice. (laughs) 
<laughs> to be in with your thoughts. And then there are other times I think it's nice to, you know, to reach out, which brings up a subject. Do you know ahead of time, does a planner these days tell you, or if you are curious at all about this, if people are seated next to people they know, or are they seated more randomly? Do you ever get a sense of that? I've had the the responsibility and pleasure, absolute pleasure, of performing at locations like the California Club and the Valley mm-hmm. Hunt Club and mm-hmm. Annandale and, and these um, prestigious clubs. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes the seating chart is mm-hmm. very much poured over. Uh-huh. And very much, lots of attention, and and there is a pairing of, of, of people and and their their interests or their 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 temperament and this type of thing, and I would say that 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 does contribute to a successful evening, if mm-hmm. you uh, are putting people together with who they should be together with in, in a mm-hmm. seated in a seated planned planned seated fashion. Uh, last night, uh, however, the or not last night, but yeah, it was it was was it last night? Jeez, it was just. I'll tell you, I'm I'm both jet You're lagged loose. and boat lagged, and and I need some sleep. But uh, but We're yes, on Tuesday. Yes, today's Tuesday. Yeah, wow. <laughs> but they uh, yeah, and that's something about a timeless moment. Uh, you know, it, it'll, yeah. it'll always be with you. It's, it's right. It's right here. You know. Yeah. But I thought what was what was brilliant actually for the couple was that there was no assigned seating in mm. this in this and that you and specifically they asked me to make the announcement that there is no assigned seating please mingle make friends and uh, we've got the joining of, of two families right here just uh, have fun you know get to know each other and then what was interesting too is during this the performance that was planned it wasn't specified um, as to whether or not guests would remain seated Mm-hmm. And have the performance there, and it was a little bit of a, a different room. There, there, there was a big, a very big opening between the two rooms, and you could say mm-hmm. that it was one room. However, yeah. For uh, I think uh, again, you know, there's the uh, contribution that the audience would make with with a performance with with the performers. So I asked the bride. I I, I said, well, for that performance, do you think that I should gather everybody around the dance floor? And and she just smiled at me. She says, "Absolutely, yes." And and so she she acknowledged, you know, being a performer herself, mm. that yes, this was important. That they shouldn't be detached mm-hmm. from it way back, you know, in the in the back seats. Yeah. So I got everybody up and around, and and uh, and then what was nice about that is that there was this the performance, and then there were there were toasts by the parents. And then is the, everyone standing at this point? And everybody's or still standing. Everybody's still oh, standing. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it was, and so they did that. And then we were, went right into dances, uh, father, daughter, mother, son, and like a family type of a dance. And then it was like this, this open dancing. And what was interesting is that at that point before the open dancing, you know, we had father, daughter, mother, son dance. And then what was scheduled 
was a married couple dance. And now traditionally, a married couple dance would have started with um, the uh, oldest married, uh, excuse me, it would have started no, with youngest. a dance floor, a full yeah. dance floor, and then right. people would sit down afterwards. Yeah. Uh, and if you've been married for... The um, longest you remain on the dance floor. The lo- and then there would be a person. So it is, it's a lovely tradition, but it kind of like went in the wrong direction as far as like, I want to dance full, a full dance floor. Full, yeah. I, I don't I don't want to clear the dance floor. Yeah. And Unless so, you're about to have a, a course. Something a else happened. That's right. Yeah. And so I... I asked if we could move this dance <clears throat> till after the cutting of the cake and we do it in reverse. And here's and here's the the thing would be they said they said thank you on the microphone after the cutting of the cake. They said thank you. They went on the dance floor. They started this dance and that they're the newest married couple in the in this very Now, yeah. uh, please please come to the dance floor if you've been married with anywhere from uh, from a year to 5 years. And so couples went in a year to 10 years and then, you know, and then mm-hmm. 15, 25, 20, whatever. And finally, you know, at 45 years, Post longest, and- longest married mm-hmm. couples made it to the dance floor. They got a big applause. And, and now I have a full dance floor. And then we, you know, yeah. uh, continued the dancing. That is correct. Well, I am such a sappy romantic. What I would have done most likely would have been encouraged the oldest married couple to go on the dance floor next to the bride and groom oh, that's and beautiful. take a photo. Oh yes, for the oldest or the longest married couple and the newest married couple together. Oh, see that? Yeah, <laughs> I told you. I like that. <laughs> I'm a helpless, hopeless romantic. But but, but that's for good luck. <laughs> yes, but but here again that. That is a moment that's created. That's that's beautiful, actually, and that it's something that bam the the shots, you know, the, yeah. the the photography of that, the memories of that, and it is something that people will talk about from yeah all about that yeah. wedding. I can just you know, I mean, to me, it's one of those photos in that moment, whether they're dancing together or just looking at each other or hugging each other whatever it would have how it would have happened that sets that memory and when they look at those photos Mm. they remember the significance of it because it's been documented and i think that's one of the powers of photography that it is able you're able to document a moment in time that is powerful and meaningful and lives on in the memories and the feelings beyond the image. Hmm. Uh, the, I think the strength, uh, the parallel strength of video in that instance is where you can transplant yourself again Mm-hmm. into that moment because it lives longer than the one image and you can actually transport yourself and feel like you're on that dance floor again Yes, and enjoy it because you get to hear the music with the video 
and you can hear the ambient conversation and noises around you. I don't know that we've ever talked about the significance of video. I think it's been diminished, frankly, over the years. And that saddens me, you know, because nowadays with photography and video, so there are so many mechanical ways of of not only capturing it, but, you know, automatic settings and all where you kind of feel like uh, it's easy to capture something. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I know this is a tangent, but it's an important one, I think. I'm here to tell you, <laughs> tell our listeners that it does make a difference in the in the experience to have someone who really knows what they're doing both in photography and video mm-hmm. and I tell you this from a, a point of modesty because I've been a part of of a few commercial videos uh, that have been produced for various reasons uh, for the industry and I can tell after having seen what they come up with and what it felt like (laughs) going through it being filmed what a difference it makes when it is edited you can literally change the emotion just depending on how it is edited and the music that is put together it, I, I can't tell you the variation there is. And depending on what someone wants to achieve, obviously, whether it's something that is meant to be romantic or informational or somewhere in between, it's amazing if someone knows what they're doing, how, how they can really tell a story. I mean, it's just like in La La Land when you said, oh, it's great writing and all the other features, putting it together. I mean, who knows if if that same material had been in the hands of somebody else, it would have been a very different movie. Oh, yes. Okay. But because that team came together and what they achieved made it so special that it was awarded a lot of of uh, Oscars and other accolades so I think about that sometimes in looking at albums from past weddings Mm. and even if it's the same photographer how different each one is captured there may be similar poses and especially if it's from the same location and all but, you know, notwithstanding the different filters and uh, other uh, mechanical things that you can do mm-hmm. to change uh, photos these days, there still is a feeling that comes through. And I know we're getting ready to, to end this session. 
I just uh, don't want to be maudlin about this, but I think it's important because we all experience this in, in a cycle of life. Uh, weddings are a part of that, those important cycles that we share. Um, a dear friend of mine, Michael Brannigan, passed away, unfortunately, due to a plane crash um, a few months ago. And what happened is I happened to know one of the couples that he was going to be able to shoot their wedding and it was going to be toward the end of the year Mm -hmm. and they had uh, taken their engagement photos with him before he passed away and I uh, had suggested this couple uh, use Michael as as their photographer because I just felt his energy and personality and his style would be compatible with them. Uh-huh. And I get a note from them saying, we have the photos. Would you like to see them? Oh, well, be still my heart. I mean, it was like touching Michael again. Yes. And the reason I wanted to share it is to say, no matter if, if you're a musician or a videographer, a photographer, a florist, their love and passion for what they do does come through their what work. they do. Yes, it's seen. And I looked, there was, well, I think I saw about 60 of the images that he must, I know he probably shot way more, but these were the ones that I guess they chose from. Mm -hmm. And so I, you know, I said, Oh, I really love them and whatever. However, there was one shot that the groom was in, was behind the bride and kind of embracing her. And it was just her expression. And, and I happened to know the bride. She was, the sister of a former groom of mine. That's how I met them. Okay. And so I knew her personality and Michael captured it. Oh my God. I mean, it was so real and so natural. And even though it was probably a suggested pose or, you know, something that he might've said, well, just grab each other. You know, he probably had some, kind of impetus you know that he gave them it was outstanding and I mentioned that to her turns out that's the one picture they chose for their thank you note oh look at that there you go and that's the one for their engagement you know that's the one they chose and it was because it was it, it really touched and and reach that that really honest appraisal. And I feel that when things are clicking, like we've been talking about, when it's the music and the families and just everyone working together and, the, and people just don't want to leave, it's kind of that. It's just that real honest emotion uh, that they're experiencing and 
who wants to end that? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Toby, parting is such sweet sorrow. You have been listening to Wedding and Event Podcast with Toby Dodge and Eric Zimmerman. If you have a question, comment, or topic suggestion, please call Eric at 626-797-1795 or contact Eric by email, eric at elegantmusic.com. That's E-R-I-C at elegantmusic.com. Contact Toby by email, toby at prepared.com. That's T-O-B-E-Y at P-R-E-P-A-I-R-E-D dot com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and receive a new episode each week. Thank you for listening. <laughs>